welcome back to Strange Stories with the Seeker and the Skeptic. I'm Brittany. I'm the Seeker. And I am Jonathan, uh, which by process of elimination uh, continues to make me the skeptic. (laughs) Uh, Today we are here with Kelly Whitney. Kelly is someone that I've known for a while through different circles that we were both in when I lived back in New York. Um, I I think we've met, you came to one of my workshops. I think that's how yeah. we first met. Yeah. Crystal grids. Crystal grids. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we collaborated together on some cases when I was doing therapy. Kelly was wonderful and she made me some referrals. Um, she's a substance use disorder therapist and um she's a mom of two awesome little guys who seem like they are just hilarious from her posts <laughs> <laughs> there's something yeah there's something um but we're very glad to have you here today kelly so thank you so much for being here with us yeah thank you so i'm fairly certain just you know from the different circles that we kind of ran in and you know you came to some of my workshops and things like that i'm fairly certain that you're a seeker um and that you've been kind of on kind of on a spiritual journey yourself do you mind telling us a little bit about that yeah um i've always been into metaphysical stuff um even from you know being a little girl um always collecting racks when I was little, um, just into nature. Uh, then I started to learn, you know, more things and be turned on to crystals, excuse me, crystals and meditations and just being outside. I was a, I was a tomboy. I never wanted to be inside. I never wore shoes. I'd always be outside barefoot. Um, so, and then I just, you know, as I get, got older and older, I just learned more and more and um, read as many books as I could and went and talked to different people, um, got into anything I possibly could, got certified in Reiki, um, did all the things. Um, and my kids kind of follow in my footsteps now, too. They they do the same thing. Um, but as far as spiritual journey, I mean, going through a divorce and having to really find myself after being with someone for 14 years um it's definitely I've ramped up my spiritual journey for sure yeah I feel like we were going through a very similar thing with divorce at the same time I totally understand of like and it's nice because you had started that kind of journey for yourself before the divorce so hopefully it kind of helped you like you already had a baseline of things that you could do to help you with your healing yeah absolutely so you bought your house recently last year and after you moved in something started happening with your son so tell us about that yeah so i uh for i looked at a bunch of houses and you know going through the home buying process is probably the hardest thing i've ever done um it's an emotional roller coaster for sure and some of the houses I could just, there was this one house I went to and I couldn't even go in the front door. I'm like, something about this house is creeping me out. Like, I got this really bad vibe. I looked at my realtor. I said, we're not going in here. She's like, okay, whatever, you weirdo. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely refused. She's like, don't you just want to go in and look? I'm like, I feel like I would be in danger if I go in this house. I can't do it. Um, So I finally 
there was this one house and my realtor's like, nobody wants to move into it. Um, like, okay, whatever. Like, let me, let's go look at it. At this point, I'd look at like 70 houses and I was sick of it. So we came here and I loved it. I just got this really great vibe, walked in. I'm like, I can see myself living here. Um, didn't get any weird vibes or energy or anything from it. Um, so, you know, I looked at the thing and it said it was built in 1866 and it has a bunch of the wow. original, um, it has all the original, um, molding in the house, um, has all the original, like I, I sent you those pictures. It has like the bathroom fixtures and things like that clawfoot tub everything that was originally in the house is still here um they did do some updates for some of the stuff but there's a lot of old history in here there's a barn that was built um out back in you know in the 1800s as well it has awesome stuff in there too um so yeah so i bought this house um we lived in it for like a week and my son was my my youngest. He's nine. He was like, I I don't want to go in the bathroom by myself. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? He's like, just will you just come in there with me? I'm like, okay. And he just he was scared of the bathroom, and I've never seen him that that way before. So I'd have to go in the bathroom with him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I didn't know if he was just scared because you know this is mommy's house, it's not daddy's house. It's it's a different environment. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really think about it too much, and I didn't get any like weird energy from it. Um, and then I, my toilet broke, um, within the first week of living here. <laughs> so oh, man, <laughs> I know. So my friend came over and, uh, he was helping me replace the toilet and he's like, I, I don't like your bathroom for some reason. And I never told him that my youngest was afraid of the bathroom. Um, I was like, okay. Um, he's like, there's a really weird, weird vibe in here. I was like, all right, whatever. So he was like, let's hurry up and fix this toilet so I can get out of here. Um, so it was like two weeks later, I was, we were sitting here eating dinner and my friend called me. She's, you know, she's been known to, um, she has really great intuition. She is, um, been known to be a medium. Um, and she's like, I gotta tell you something. I, I, I don't want to scare you or your kids. I'm like, all right, what's up? She's like, there's a ghost in your house. And I was like, okay. You know, and then I started putting the pieces together she's like, I had this dream last night. She was, there's a ghost in your house. It's a, it's a female. And she mostly is in your bathroom. And I was like, oh my God. what? And she didn't know any of this either. Um, so I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she's like, she, there's a servant who died in your house. And she's like, she's tied to your bathroom. Um, she was a caretaker of your house and the children that lived in the house. She was a servant. Um, and it's weird because like the bakery nook I have is like right attached to the bathroom. So like, that's probably where like servants spent most of their time. Um, so I was like, okay, like just sitting here trying to eat spaghetti. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, you know, and she was, you got to get rid of it. I was like, all right. So there's a crystal store in Minato. It's new. And I was like, all right, let me like run down there. Of course they were closed. She's like, you got to leave a rose quartz. And I, I still had all my stuff packed for moving. I'm like, I don't like, I don't know where my crystals are. Um, and then all the other crystal stores in a are close on Mondays. So I was like, crap. So I had to wait till the next day. I went, I got a rose quartz. Um, she's like, you got to write her a letter to give her permission to rest. Um, but she's like, make sure you thank her for her time and being here. I was like, okay. Um, so I wrote, 
you know, the servant, a letter saying, you know, thank you for serving my home. Thank you for being here, but I'm giving you permission to rest. And I left it out with the rose quartz. Uh, the next day I woke up and, you know, I just went in there and I am like, is the quartz going to be gone? Like, what's going on? I don't really know, you know. Um, and nobody since then has said anything about my bathroom. My son had goes in there, no problem. Um, I didn't say anything to him about the ghosts and, and getting, you know, he's nine. I didn't want to scare him. And I also yeah. didn't want to sit in the bathroom with him for the rest of his life. So <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, and there was nothing like the next day he went in there, he took a shower, you know, he didn't say anything to me. I asked him like, do you, you need me to stand out here? I got to do laundry. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm like, all right. Um, so, I mean, I, I am a believer in all that stuff, but it's so weird when it actually happens to you. So I didn't really know what to believe. Um, but then I took the letter and I took the rose quartz and I buried it in my backyard. And that's that. Wow. So uh, out of curiosity, what, what was the thought process behind specifically rose quartz? Um, it was like... It, my friend told me to pick like a healing, like a more healing crystal. Um, so the rose quartz was one. Um, she said that, I, or I could have given some like amethyst or something like that. Um, but she, for some reason, she was so drawn to, she kept telling me over and over again, you have to give her a rose quartz. Um, and, you know, I, I should have probably asked her more about why that, but I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was in this mode. I'm like, I gotta get, there's a ghost in my house. I gotta get get this ghost out yeah. um but yeah i don't know Brittany. i mean you know so much more about stuff like that i don't know if you maybe can think about why the rose quartz would be so significant yeah i mean if i i don't know i mean i'm just purely speculating but you know if she died in the house in a tragic way we don't know that but it sounds like she did die in the house um I mean, rose quartz is really good for like heart healing, you know, yeah. so there could have been some like, it, why is she lingering? You know, is it something unfinished, unsettled? You know what I mean? And so maybe rose quartz was just the energy that she needed to kind of help support that transition. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I think about like rose quartz also is like, like a sign of unconditional love, right? So mm -hmm. maybe even that servant you know, maybe her unconditional love for the children she took care of, the house or whatever, um, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Your friend who originally came over to help with the, the toilet, um, was, is he like spiritual in any way, intuitive in any way, or did he just get this creepy vibe? Um, he's not really. I mean, he, he entertains me with my ideas and beliefs. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think he thinks I'm crazy half the time, but he, you know, he, he, he's not into all the stuff I'm into, but he does listen. So he had no idea. He's just, he's like, I don't know why it just feels really weird in here. I was like, okay, you know, so no, he's not intuitive. Maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he is now, but no, he has never claimed any intuition. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that he was picking up on something says to me. I mean, we're all intuitive, you know, so right. he's probably a little bit more intuitive than he gives himself credit for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than he wants to be, maybe. <laughs> right. 
when your son was coming to you um and just being like you know i don't like the bathroom did he go into any more details about like what it was he didn't like or he wouldn't give me details um he he my youngest is really like he he is on the spectrum he's a little bit harder when it comes to communication um but he just kept telling me he just didn't like it in there he didn't like it in there and he he couldn't really give me a reason why um or express his reason why yeah but nothing with your other son he didn't feel anything or well, my other son's a teenager and he barely um, takes a shower, so he probably doesn't go in the bathroom as often. Um, but he, no, he hasn't said that. He never said anything to me, but also he's, I barely see him because he's a teenager. So um, <laughs> if he was in there, I mean, he usually blasts music and stuff when he is in there. So yeah. he may not have even noticed anything. It's interesting to me, and and Brittany will, I think, could confirm this. Uh, uh, as, as we speak to people about about different things, I think you're maybe the third or possibly the fourth person to say, um, and, and, and the other conversations, this is, these were people who are still around, but you're like the third or fourth person to say that you, you told someone that it's okay to go and they went. Um, and I'm the last person to, to try to, to, you know, conflate, you know, correlation with causation. But it is interesting to 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 note that, that there do seem to be some similarities between some of the things people are telling us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, we talked to my sister recently, and she was talking about like setting boundaries with ghosts, and she had a ghost that like followed her, and she told her, "You can't come with me to the next house," and she didn't. You know, so it is interesting that there seems to be similar experiences between people where you can communicate with them and you can set boundaries and you can you know kind of in this case it sounds like you help this spirit maybe get to a more peaceful state yeah what do you believe happened so you wrote the letter you buried the rose quartz what do you think happened from there I mean, I, I like to believe that she really just kind of was lost and was really just tied to this house and, you know, was never, I don't know, like, you know, I, I when I have time someday, I will research more history of my house. Um, but I think that she just never got that to rest. So I'm a, I, I think that maybe something tragic happened or something um, where she was stuck. I, as far as I know, I don't think there was a fire in my home or anything along those lines where someone would be stuck in the home. But I, I don't know if she was killed here or what, somewhere where she never left. Um, and so I think she just was never given the opportunity. This house, no one lived in my house before I bought it. It was inherited by someone else and they lived next door, but they never moved in. No one lived here other than um, the parents that passed and inherited the, you know, the son inherited the home. So no one's lived in here for years, you know, like 20 something years. So I don't think that either maybe people before that lived here had any kind of um, interaction or maybe didn't feel anything, or maybe they're not intuitive. Um, but I just think that she was kind of lingering. And so it kind of felt, you know, just 
just being as like a mom myself and a caretaker to my kids, it kind of just, it actually made me cry. I just felt like she was given, you know, some days as a mom, you just want like your kids to go away for like one hour just so you can have quiet time. Um, but I just felt like I was finally able to just give her that time to rest. She no longer had to worry about taking care of people or, or, um, you know, all those things. So yeah, it was kind of a peaceful, cool experience for me. That's very cool. Beautiful too, you know? Yeah. When you were telling us about like your friend calls you, tells you about what's going on and you're like, I gotta, I gotta take care of this. I gotta, you know, get a rose quartz. I gotta do this thing. Um, it seems like maybe there was some feelings of anxiety would you about it or like it was a little uncomfortable to know that there was a ghost in your house is that fair to say oh uh, I think my anxiety was just I didn't want I mean I, I firmly believe that spirits can be they have good intentions and they may have bad intentions um and so I would and I wasn't sure and it was impacting my kids so I intimate you know I automatically go into mama bear mode and I was like, we got to get this ghost out of here. It's bothering, you know, my son. And, um, you know, then you trick yourself and you're like, oh, because you, I was in the shower that night. I'm like, this ghost is in here watching me take it. Like, you know, so then your mind goes to every story and yeah. everything. Um, so I was anxious because I didn't want my, you know, I, I felt like I needed to get it out of there. One, because I, I mean, I was a little afraid. I was like, what? Um Two, I didn't want to impact my son. And three, I didn't want to have to go into the bathroom with my son all the time. So I was like, we got to get, we figured it out. We got to get this ghost out of here. So all these things can be settled. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So there was a little part of you that was like, I don't know about having a ghost in my house, but mostly it's like, I just want to take care of my kid. I want to make sure that he's okay. Yeah, because we have a ghost at work. Like a lot of people have seen it. I've seen it. Um and for like for some reason, if I see him, I'm just like, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> and I don't care. And I just go about my day. But when it's in my own home, it's different. It felt different this time. Yeah. I mean, your home's supposed to be like your safety zone. Yeah. So that makes sense. The ghost at work, you say you see him. Is it like a full body apparition? Is it a shadow? What is it? It's on and off. Sometimes it's a full like um, I'll give you one example um it's a man he always has a red flannel shirt on and um we used to have groups at night and group was over and all the clients had left and there was still someone standing in the corner of a group room and we turned the light on and it went away and turned the light back off and a few minutes later it was there again and we're like groups over like services are closed you know and then it would just disappear so you would see it looked like a person like an actual client was in the room st standing in the corner other times it's like one time I saw it in the copy room and it was just kind of like a like a shadow um the copy machine started making copies by itself um and I was like just wanted to get coffee and I was like oh my god here we go so I was like I just want like coffee like hey what's up you know I'm just coming in here to make coffee I talk to it all the time um and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to get coffee. I'll turn the light off when I leave and shut the door. <laughs> like that kind of thing. So, yeah. Wow. Do you know what was in that building before uh, Farnham? Um, that building's been all sorts of things. I know it was a factory, like back 1800-ish factory. It's been an attorney's office. Um, there 
you know, we, we are a clinic that treats people with addiction and we have people who do die. And so mm -hmm. lots of patients pass away. They may come back to the agency. You know, they, I don't know, you know, I don't know how that works, but it could be a former patient. It could be someone who passed away, you know, in the previous businesses. I'm not sure. Yeah. A lot of different possibilities. Yeah. Would you say that you've always been a believer in like ghosts and spirits or was there ever a point in time in your life where you were more skeptical? Um, I mean, when we're little, right, we're scared of ghosts, right? We're made to believe ghosts are scary. So um, I had always believed that as a little kid, but I still remember, let me think, I think I was 17 and my grandpa died and I stayed with my grandma for a few months. She was, you know, devastated. And um, I was, I slept in her bed with her and I woke up in the middle of the night and she was sitting on the edge of the bed and she was having a full blown conversation with my grandpa. And I'm like, you know, like grandma, what are you doing? She's like, your grandpa's here. I'm talking to him. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, okay. Um, so then I was a little freaked out. I didn't want to go in her room, but then I started thinking about it and I started to explore that more. Um, and I had gone to my first medium um, and I was like, this, you know, this lady is going to be crazy. She's not going to be accurate. She's not going to tell me any information. She like was dead on, nailed everything, gave me exact details, but all, like down to my cat, like my cat came through in the session. She like described my cat and there's no way she would know this information. So then I was like, oh man, like this, then I got obsessed with it. So I was like, this is something. Um, so that kind of sparked me from going from being like the scared of ghosts to like accepting that and that and believing in all that. Um, so that's how I've been ever since. And since I would, was, yeah, since I was like 17, 18, when I started to not be afraid anymore and just be more accepting. It's interesting that you went into that experience specifically with the medium uh, kind of from a, 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 would you say a fairly skeptical mindset? Yeah. Um, my best friend had just died. And so I was like, I got to connect with him somehow. Like, I don't, I feel like I've unfinished business. Um, it was very tragic. And so someone had mentioned, why don't you, you know, go see a psychic. And at this point it was like a, there was like this crappy psychic in Liverpool. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to spend the money. But then I had, uh, my friend Sam had told me about someone and I was like, all right, I'm going to go see her. And I just didn't believe it. I thought she was just going to tell me, you know, like standard, like, remember that? Call me now, Miss Cleo. Like, mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be like cold that. readers. Cold yeah, readers. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. And it, and I did connect with my friend. And there's things that she had told me that, you know, again, no one would have known. Um, so I went in as very skeptical, but came out kind of in shock. And then I, she lets you record your visit. So I listened to it over and over and over again. I was like, yeah, this is, this is real. This is a thing. Was yeah. this a long time ago or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've, but I go to her like three times a year. now. Okay, so you, you have had subsequent experiences with a specific person and you continue to feel that they are doing the things that they say they're doing. Yep. Absolutely. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. And it, I, that story is just so interesting to me because it's like, uh, almost two different parts of you right the part of you that's like I want this to be real because I want to connect with my friend who just passed I need that closure right and then there's the other part of you that's like 
but it's not going to be real. You right. Know, and it, you just needed, it sounds like the proof. You yeah. Know, and she proved it to you. Yeah, no, I went there. Uh, it was funny because uh, I didn't realize how bad, like how I did not grieve. And I kind of just pushed it under the rug. And then when I went there, I'm like, I am here. I want to connect with my friend. I didn't give her any information. She's like, oh, man, your friend's bugging, bugging me. He really wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay, whatever. She's like, but before we do that, your cat wants to talk to you. And I just lost it. I was like, if you listen to the video, I'm just sobbing. I think, like, my cat coming through was more emotional Aww. for me than my best friend. And she described my cat to a T. Um, she's like, your cat used to hide because she he was afraid of your husband. And I was like, yeah, because he used to yell at him all the time. Like, yep. Um and then my friend came through and said stuff to me during that session that only him and I would know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was crazy. So this is kind of a big question that I'm not really expecting you to, <laughs> you know, have all the answers. It's really just about like your thought process. Like, how do you think all of that works? Like, you know, you go to a medium a couple times a year. You have a friend who literally just had this dream how do you think that works um I don't know I mean I think that like you said we're all intuitive in a way but I think that maybe some people don't they don't realize they're gifted they don't realize they have that intuition they don't take the time you know I like I say to my patients it's so cliche but you got to take the time to smell the roses like stop and smell the roses like stop living your life on autopilot. Like if you, you know, when people are like, I had a gut feeling, okay, like let's explore that because people don't just have gut feelings. Like that's something like you have this intuition when you have a gut feeling that's intuition right there. Um, that's something telling you, you know, something doesn't feel right or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think people take the time to embrace that part of their life or want to, even acknowledge it you know I, I know this kind of stuff has been more acceptable in society um but you even think about like witches you know the society did not did not like that they didn't like anything that wasn't you know super christianity if you believed in anything that wasn't like that um you were seen as a witch or or you had a mental health disorder or whatever um but now i think it's more acceptable i think people are starting to explore it more um, but I think that more people need to, to really tap into that yeah. um, and not be afraid. You know, there's, think about it. How many times are there like ghost stories or there's those shows on TV, like ghost hunters, you know, paranormal activity, all that stuff. Um, or people will go to horror movies and stuff like that, but they won't accept that there could be some, you know, a spiritual like spirits, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, I think people either are afraid to explore that or they're just, closed-minded yeah you know, they, they don't want to i think people like a cut and dried narrative yeah you know, there's so few things in life that are you know solidly you know this is step one step two step three on and they kind of want there to be some overarching thing and so they 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 pick in general religion i think but also just like the, the way they choose to view reality right yeah yeah, like this whole alien thing, right? It's like blowing my mind. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I'm like obsessed with this right now. Um, we are too, for oh, sure. Oh, man, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, one night I was up till I get up at four o'clock in the morning for work. And it was, I looked over and it was 1 a.m. Because I was 
just so deep into conspiracy theories about this alien stuff and the government and everything. I was like, oh my God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> what What are some of the things that you've been looking into or that you've been diving into? Oh, I'm into? just like, first of all, I watched the whole interview because I was like, oh man, here we go. So, you know, just them disclosing, you know, allegedly that they've had aliens and they've talked to aliens, like people in the government. And um, then I started, I love people who are obsessed with conspiracy theories. Um. <laughs> And so then I started getting into those and like, you know how we had the wildfire smoke? Well, I don't know if you guys had it, but we had it up here mm-hmm. in New York. Oh, no, we, we got it, too. Did you? Crazily enough, 10, yeah. 10 hour drive away, we got it, too. Wow, that's crazy. Um, But somebody was saying that the government was putting smoke into the air so they could hide um, the transporting UFOs in the sky. And oh, man, I was I was in deep for that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a believer that that conspiracy could be real? No, I don't believe in. Okay. No, 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 no. I was like, or, you know, Canada could be up in flames and it has nothing to do with UFOs <laughs> or government, but. Yeah. But it's fun to look at what the conspiracies are for sure. Oh, yeah. I yes, enjoy that is. as well. You know, and it, it's, it is hard sometimes like wading through like, okay, what is, you know, <laughs> the thoughts of crazy people? <laughs> Right. versus like what's actually happening here yeah i was like let me get my tin hat on right now and read up on this one yeah <laughs> i love it for sure yeah i definitely also think that all of that is very interesting i think that a lot of people are probably in the process of becoming a little on the on the frustrated side because i, I think mostly what these people are saying is that our pilots or our agents or whatever have seen such and such things but we don't actually know what they are and that i think is is probably the reason why in my opinion the reason why people tend to uh dismiss that personally is because everybody wants some as a human you want somebody to be in charge and when you know the government which is supposed to be the big monolithic thing that's in charge has to say we're not really sure that scares the hell out of people i think because mm-hmm. there's supposed to be some, yeah, that's supposed to be the grown up in the room. And I do think that that's the reason why most people within the government have been hesitant. Like, I, I think that there's a quote cover up if there is one is not that there's contact. It's that they see the same things that citizens see and they don't have any better explanation than you or I do. Right. That's yeah. the closest thing to a, 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 a conspiracy to me is that lack I of think they control. know <laughs> I I yeah <laughs> deep down inside I feel like they do know more than what we know but I, I get what you're so. saying yeah no yeah there's two sides to every story sure <laughs> but Brittany and I are just gonna keep believing in those it's so just yes just deal with that absolutely <laughs> I always say Rob Lowe said this. He did a show called The Low Files. If you guys have not watched it, it's hilarious. It's him and his sons, and they're going out on these adventures looking for Bigfoot and UFOs and all that stuff. And he said something along the lines of like, I don't know if any of this is real or not, but it's more fun to believe. And I I I feel that way. It is more yeah. fun to believe. It is. I agree. <laughs> I want to know why you're skeptical of all this stuff. Yeah. So that is 
kind of one of the reasons why we we called it what we called it for this podcast is I feel like the word skeptic has gotten a bad reputation um, because there are a lot of people who just kind of have an ax to grind on something that use the word skeptic to mean something that it doesn't really mean. A skeptic is somebody who knows that they don't have all the information and wants more information before they make a determination. Um, you know, skeptic for me, like, I think there've been, there's at least one person that kind of expected me to be kind of, uh, almost combative when, when talking about these things, because of that, of that term that had to kind of explain, it's like, no, listen, if you, if you've had experience then you've had experience, I may not agree with what your conclusion is about what's happening around you. Um, I, I think that most of the things personally that people experience, um, probably have different explanations than what anyone thinks um and that that you know mainstream thought on forward you know most of what's considered to be mainstream thought on most of these things i don't agree with i think that we have um a lot of bad faith actors within um lots of levels of society that want everyone to believe and think a certain way and, you know, be that religion, be that government, be that, you know, fill in the blank, really. But, you know, do, do I think that there was something in your house that your friend and your kid experienced that made them feel bad? Absolutely. Uh, what, is that a ghost? I don't know. Is it energy? I don't know. Is it time traveling thought waves from another, you know, plane of existence? Because in in reality, you know, time is completely nonlinear and makes no sense to us as people because you have small brains. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's some combination of all those things. Uh, I, I do think it's interesting that, you know, as I mentioned before, we're, 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 we're seeing patterns of, you know, you, you, you're telling you're, you're giving something or someone the permission to move on and they seem to be taking you up on it. And maybe that's something that energy quote, however you want to determine it can use you know uh, a letter and a piece of crystal is in the and, I, and you know I, I have a literature degree i like words i like i like language i like the way you know the way we think about things you know a, a letter and a piece of a piece of stone is a spell by the definition of what a spell is a spell is a list of instructions and, and ingredients it's all a spell is you know a recipe for soup is also technically a spell. So, you know, <laughs> you, you got information from a friend who is intuitive about things and you follow the instructions and whatever that was took you up on it. And now your kid can use the bathroom without being harassed. I call that a win. I think, you know, I as you're talking, I'm just kind of like processing some things. And, you know, if we're thinking about spirits as energy, my belief system is energy flows where intention goes, right? So like, you know, people who kind of subscribe to law of attraction, you believe that if you're putting your attention towards something that you're going to direct the flow of energy. So with what you did with the letter and with the rose quartz, you were directing energy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. That wasn't necessarily your energy. It was a spirit's energy, but I don't know. I mean, that's just a theory that I have of like, perhaps that's why that worked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And John, I like your, 
how you said skeptic is seen as in a negative way, right? Like I, I didn't even think about that because you're right. Like I, I use that with confrontation. You know, when I talk to my patients, they think confrontation is a bad thing, but there's healthy confrontation too. So I'm glad you said that. That I didn't think about that, and you're right. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's a lot more open minded um, than people would probably believe, <laughs> especially people who know him. <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, it's more about just like, we don't have all the answers. So it's like, instead of just having a narrative of this is how X, Y, and Z works, it's more of like, let's keep asking the questions. Am I portraying that right, Jonathan? Yeah. For you? For sure. Now when I make dinner tonight, I'm going to follow my recipe and imagine it's a spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never look at a recipe ever again <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Put some Reiki in it for good measure, too. I will. <laughs> Love that. So you've had some experiences. Um, you've been on a spiritual path for a long time. What questions do you still have about this? Any of it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I always have questions, you know, I always question why are things the way they are. Um, so I, I, I'll always, I'll always have questions, Brittany, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> yeah. So until we get some answers, you know, scientific evidence as people tell me, show me scientific evidence, mm -hmm. you know, that this happened. Uh, I'll just keep asking those questions and, reading and learning about things and doing what I can do. Well, it's important that we keep asking those questions. Right. Well, it was wonderful to catch up with you and talk to you about all this stuff today. So thank you so much for coming You're on. You're welcome. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks for cool. talking to us. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, John. Nice to meet you as well. Bye, Brittany. You keep Bye. doing all your amazing stuff. You too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> talk Bye. to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you have a strange story you want to share with us, email us at seekerandskeptic at gmail.com. We look forward to talking to you soon.